welcome back to the Silicon Sasquatch podcast. This is episode 51, and I am your host for today, Nick Cummings. I am joined by Tyler Martin. Hello. Doug Bonham. Greetings. And Aaron Thayer. Hello, everyone. Uh, in light of a relatively weak news cycle and the fact that we're just out of ideas in general, we thought we'd just have a nice little chat and do the traditional podcast thing of talking about the games we've been playing and just, you know, get that out there. So uh, you're welcome slash we're sorry. And uh, we'll just <laughs> kick things off here. So um, let's start simple. Uh, does anyone want to go first, actually? Anyone have sure. some burning I think Aaron's ideas? been playing quite a bit of oh, the no. biggest <laughs> title of the week. So maybe we can start with the showstopper and head over there. Yeah. It well, yeah. game we've already talked about well, for like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know but... if we wanted to derail it that easily. Um, that was just the beta beta version of this discussion. Oh, I'm sure it's so much different. <laughs> I mean, Aaron, you're almost max level now, right? So I feel like maybe your perceptions have changed. Or Yeah, we're talking about Destiny. So yeah. um, uh, I just tonight, before we started recording, I hit the uh, level cap of 20. But then for anybody who's interested or are currently playing uh, Destiny, there is a additional six levels before you can start raid content. So uh, basically with this is having maxed one character out and played quite a bit the last week, I can say that it's much more of a shooter than the MMO I was feeling it was when I was playing the beta and the alpha. It's fun, and the combat, um, when you're really experienced after having played a character now for several hours and you get the uh, different skills down and the different weapon types uh very in the back of your mind you're you're proficient with them um it's very fast-paced and actually pretty insane so the combat to me is the saving grace of all of the mmo stuff that turns out to be uh pretty grindy actually yeah, you're. It, I mean, I'm only at level I think 14 or 15 now. But what I found is that you basically have two factions you're grinding with throughout the game and into the post game to keep getting new content. Is that right? And that's pretty much the extent of the MMO portion. Yeah. yeah. The, after about level 15, your options open up pretty significantly, and the different play modes. Um, so you know, if you're playing Destiny, um, or if you're wanting to play Destiny, you're not sure what it's about or what to expect. You after around 15, so close to where you're at, Nick, you then open up um, kind of weekly and then daily different challenges. So in the course of a week, you can grind faction experience um, by doing specific mode types, which really are just copy and paste of the story missions that you've probably already done by the time you hit the level cap. Um, but you get extra gear or faction um clout whatever you want to call it to the get better gear but you're still playing the same missions that you played through the story over so it is it is grindy in that sense it's like running dungeons in an mmo that i'm just gonna run this dungeon on repeat until i get the gear that i want so that's where the mmo stuff is coming in but instead of being kind of turned off by that because of my years of mmo playing that i thought i was over uh like like i'm saying the the shooting and the fire teams of three people are really really fun and that's almost enough for me to just kind of deal with the the grindiness okay 
So um, you, so I guess you thought you'd be allergic to the MMO ness of it, but that's kind of secondary to the fact that you're enjoying the shooting and the guns and every, going out and it being a yeah. first person shooter. Yeah, you gotta expect that it's going to force you after you finish the story, which the story is pretty anemic. Um, it's barely there, but I think it's a better story than what Borderlands did, which I didn't really need a story in Borderlands, but I like having this kind of uh, sci-fi schlock in it to give Destiny some framework. Um, but the grindiness, I guess I thought I was going to hate more. It's just that the gear pursuit is more structured than something like Borderlands, where you just kind of kill bosses or go to areas and kill things and hope you get better gear. In this, you select modes and play styles that you're probably... Borderlands isn't MMO the shooter though. Borderlands is Diablo the shooter. Like they're not necessarily. Well, no. What I'm saying is that you're like the the MMO ness sure isn't in Borderlands, but the gear pursuit is much different. Mm -hmm. And I like the gear pursuit in Destiny because it's structured, and you know if you go to do this certain mission type on hard or whatever, you're going to get a piece of gear. Compared to in Borderlands, I feel like it was just so random that the gear pursuit wasn't as satisfactory. You got a lot more loot, and it was a lot more diverse. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. That had its that had its pluses. I think it did. I think it has its pluses and minuses. Where there's like a lot of just inconsistent crap in Borderlands, and sometimes some really cool surprises that force you to change up your play style. But I think what's interesting is just as a corollary, because I've been playing some of uh, Reaper of Souls lately, is that um, Diablo has moved away from that kind of just here's a party full of random items, go have fun, and more towards, like, you complete this quest, you're gonna get a fixed item. Your crafter... The crafting has gotten a lot better with a blacksmith, where it's, like, very established what you're gonna buy as you're leveling, but... Um, so it's it's less about the item drops, less about magic find, at least until the end game, which I thought was kind of interesting, because it seems like, unless Borderlands, the pre-sequel's gonna change that dramatically, it probably has the most random loot game out there right now, which is n neither a good or bad thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I. in comparison for loot, I would say Destiny is much more like Diablo is now than Borderlands, um, which is a good thing. But uh, I don't know. Like, I don't make any uh, claims that Destiny is changing shooters or it's a very revolutionary game. It does what it does well, and it's fun when you're playing with people online. And I've never really felt uh, in a very online-connected co-op shooter the kind of teamwork and just drop in, drop out sort of MMO style that I've seen in Destiny. So that that that's fun to me. Mm. Cool. Um, I guess I don't have a whole lot to add about Destiny, and I don't want to derail this into a giant podcast about it. But <laughs> um, I will say that I haven't done any of the strikes, and I know that raids aren't added until next week at this point. But... Um, I have done a lot of competitive multiplayer, which I wasn't expecting to do, but between doing the first couple worlds, uh, Earth and the Moon, uh, I've also jumped into all the multiplayer modes a fair bit and done some, uh, some of the challenges there, which are kind of fun. And weirdly enough, I like it like way more than I thought I would. It looked very basic on the surface and there aren't a whole lot of maps. It looks like there's maybe 11 right now on PS4 and PS3, but, um, the, the combat is really fast and frantic. I don't feel like I have a huge disadvantage against people who are level 20 or above, except that they have cooler abilities that give them maybe a little bit more momentum or, or an ability like with the Warlock to recharge, or I guess that's Titan. 
And um, that can kind of turn the battle in a way that I can't at my level. But it's the shooting is very, very satisfying still. Yeah. Does it feel like appreciably faster than a Halo multiplayer would? Does it feel closer yeah. to Call of Duty than that in that regard, I guess? I mean, it's got the, you know, respawning is a lot more of a penalty uh, than it is in Call of Duty. Yeah. So kind of like Halo. But it feels very much like the next logical step of Halo Reach, where they added classes, they sped things up a fair bit, they made a lot more emphasis on verticality, which mm. every almost every class in Destiny has double jumps and things like that. And uh, yeah, the resulting game, I think it feels very much true to the Halo roots, but it also feels, I think, in every mode, a fair bit faster and more frantic. Yeah, the ability It's, it's high stress. Yeah. It adds a lot to it, and it's very satisfying when you pull off a special move correctly or use your yeah. um, melee charge or things like that. It, I don't know. I haven't done actually any of the um, uh, Crucible, the multiplayer yet, mm. so I've just been doing co-op and uh, dungeon missions. So I'm kind of curious to try that and see if I like it better than the beta. Cool. From over here, I, I played it a little bit the other night with a friend who got a PS4 and Destiny for Destiny. Um, so I can't really comment too much on the gameplay. It's, it seems interesting and nice, and it seems like, a you know, okay, this is exactly what was promised. But what I can comment on from over here in Tokyo is that the uh, Tyler and I went to a game store, just like an entertainment, like um, Best Buy, Sam Goody, or uh, Barnes & Noble type of chain store that's over here. It's big. And they were all sold out of Destiny PS4 bundles. And Whoa. at another big electronics store, there was a lot of Destiny advertisements in the game area or, the, or on the floor where the games were. So it's gotten a bigger push over here than I'd expected. And that's interesting to see. I wonder if it'll appeal to like, um, this is a, re a reach for someone who hasn't played much of them, but to the Monster Hunter crowd, just given the way that strikes are structured around these big boss enemies and like classes teaming up to like avoid damage and sponge up and like kind of this emphasis on frantic teamwork. I wonder if it would... I think that's kind of missing the appeal of Monster Hunter. Yeah. Monster really? Hunter is a different thing. Like, Monster Hunter is, is a bit more like almost like Shadow of the Colossus style, where you're also trying to find the pattern or the way to. Like, it's not also, combining. Crafting is a huge yeah. part of Monster Hunter, getting those, like, special drops and making that special sword or that special set of armor. Are there any uh, equivalent shooters that are in Japan that have been popular? Like, was Borderlands released there and popular at all? Or Most all of those uh, have I gotten released. Borderlands is over here. Uh, Halo and Call of Duty each experienced their own kind of special niche success over here. Mm -hmm. uh, there was some people talking about how Lost Planet 2 was trying to emulate that Monster Hunter style, but that series has always kind of fallen flat yeah. in its face over here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've had a couple students who have asked me about Call of Duty, like junior high students, junior high boys, which was surprising. But I think it's kind of an opposite, like a mirror of the 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 niche market that like super super Japanese games have in America. So Did you tell them that Call of Duty is exactly how American military is in real life. No, no. <laughs> We've engineered super soldiers to just yeah. duck behind a crate and they're back to full health. It is true. 100% true. Well, I mean, I've, yeah. I've had a little six-year-old kid sit down on a train in Nagasaki with me and two other... Well, one was a Canadian, one was an American, and he's just looking at all three of us for a little bit, and then he says in Japanese, like, where are you from? And, oh, we're from America, he's from Canada. Sits around, you know, waiting on a train between stops on a long, long train, and he goes, like, 
you're really nice. You're you don't want to kill people, do you? <laughs> or it was I can't remember the exact wording he had, but it was like I thought you all Americans wanted day. to kill people. It's like what? God. Pop culture is a weird thing sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. America doesn't have a gun problem. Yeah, and we also Not at all. probably have some Ugh. interesting perspectives of what we think Japanese people are. Yeah. But yeah, so going off the rails. Yeah, I was I was just surprised to see that much Destiny push, and I guess it me- meshes up with the um, PlayStation call that w- or the press conference that they had the the last week, where a lot of their PS4 talk was Western stuff, Assassin's Creed and uh, Destiny. But so I guess I shouldn't be too surprised, but it will be interesting to see if it gains any traction. I'll be trying to look at people or look at the Twitter posts and follow the stuff, the news that comes out in the next few weeks to see what the the sales are for it over here. Yeah, let's let's get real for a second. Like, I'm not going to say that Destiny should be a game of the year, but I'm going to play the shit out of it for the next several months. And even if this 10-year plan that Bungie has for it is just a bunch of smoke, like, you know, anybody says, oh, this thing will be around for 10 years, and it's not this yearly giant content push, which maybe they do. If their current plans for content is just what they have planned for that season pass, then I think that 10-year plan's already bullshit. Well, it'll. I bet it won't. Hmm. Well, actually, I don't know. I really don't know. They, I mean, the platform that they built is going to allow them a lot of flexibility. Um, yeah, but for with, adding content with any kind of game, you see dwindling numbers with each successive expansion or DLC. But it's free to play. I mean, but what that... about sequels? Look yeah. at Mass Effect. What about it? Its sales numbers went up game over game, didn't they? Yeah, but I'm talking about DLC. I'm saying if they don't make a Destiny 2, if their whole plan for the next 10 years is just adding stuff onto what you bought this year, Destiny, then I don't see how that's going to last 10 years. I guess we'll have to wait and see, because I I actually would be surprised if they don't do retail products every two or three years, knowing Activision. Yeah. Um, Whether that's a repackaged collection of DLC, or if it's like a full-fledged sequel... Or if it's like you know, like here's a bit season of one of Destiny, and now season two is yeah. Like yeah. here's here's enough to get you caught up with all the minimum requirements of Destiny at this moment, and then once you're in there, you can buy the next, the newest season pass that goes from this date until this date and has you know three content packs with this, this, and this. Yeah, because how how the game how the story ends, which isn't really a spoiler. It's you would expect this is you basically defeat the evil, uh, but it. Like, literally, the exposition at the end says, but this is only the beginning of the evil. <laughs> so there's more evil out there. There's always another so big bat around the it corner. Is, Princess is yeah. in another, another you spaceship. Can, you can make your guy dance, but can you make him do, like, kind of a rolling his eyes and winking off motion? Uh, my robot, <laughs> it's hard to see. Advantage Saints Row. That's what the player base are doing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it. they have obviously wrote themselves in the minimal writing that they have enough room to be like all right we've got venus mars the moon and earth what if we fucking drop jupiter in there like they're i oh, guarantee Jesus. you they're gonna do stuff like that but Get it's not a bad pluto thing. bitches how is yeah. that not a bad thing if their solution is just add more planets that are just full of rocks and old buildings like that's not there's more environmental that, diversity though. yeah there's, there's actually quite a bit of environmental diversity um, the level design in that game and the presentation is gorgeous it it is mm-hmm. the best work that Bungie has done and yeah the hollowness of doing some grindy stuff will be there and again I'm not apologizing for it it sounds but, like you are 
It no, I'm not. I the game is fun enough, and the shooting is fun enough that it is probably one of the best shooters mechanically I've played. And it doesn't matter that it has MMO stuff on there. I don't think that should be a mark against the game. Mm-mm. It's just that if you don't like MMOs, pretty much the target demo for this game. Someone that has like some MMO experience and is a fan of bungee shooters, like from all accounts, from what I've read so far, like and what I play the beta, like this does not sound like an experience I can get behind. Like, I've had a lot of accounts of people just saying, like, yeah, there's not enough content here for $60 unless you're doing those rates, unless you're getting to that level and you're That's what I don't get, though, is that over and over. that is a lot of content. If we say that we value yeah. that $60 for a five-hour Call of Duty campaign with a multiplayer, how is that more content? Not that you play those games, but, you know, the MMO part of it will just like any MMO that's a smart business proposition, have that carrot on the stick to get players to keep playing. But they still have just charged you $60 for the copy of the game. You can do just the story of the multiplayer if you want. You don't have to do the raids. The story doesn't sound very satisfying. But the missions themselves are, i found. Each one feels different, uh, different, unique challenges. It looks like a lot of just like, take your robot here, shoot some dudes, take your robot to the next place. I mean, you could break down Borderlands or Call of Duty to that too. I mean, it, and a lot but of I'm it, not they're... playing Borderlands for the story. Any I'm not good playing game Borderlands has campaign. any good right. game has that basic mechanic. I mean, you can't yeah. get around a mechanic. Mario is jumping on shit. So yeah, that's I think that's derivative. A, that's a different. So the Mario jumping on stuff is a mechanic. The designs of the levels is what we're. I think the complaint is, and I saw that just in brief playing as well. Like it is, go to a place, stand there, or go through a room and stand there, like. I know Halo wasn't a ton more, and I know a lot of first-person shooters aren't a lot better at it, but it at least felt a little different in all the different locations. So I or at think least there's it two ways as, of looking at it. At least it wasn't as obvious about it, I could say. Yeah, well, I think that's the problem, is that it feels too blunt. Like, when you go up to a console and push square, your little ghost dude's going to come out and talk to you in his Peter Dinklage voice, and then yeah. 30 seconds later, bad guys are going to arrive. That yeah. part feels very rote. That yep. part sucks. That part needs to get better in sequels, or it's going to feel lazy in the same way that the rest of the plot does. Well, the, what I think the... what I'm missing here but... is that there was a very specific rhythm to the Halo games, the combination of weapons you had, the the enemies that were pouring out, and that rhythm does not seem to be present in Destiny. There's not. I would disagree. Be... You yeah, How you so? need to play more of it to yeah. see that. How many hours weapons do I have to play? through the like campaign? Two. Yeah, I it's... played more than two hours of the beta. Well, but I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, yeah. that's I, the thing, I'm not though, trying to defend talking, it. But... Yeah, we're talking about, so from my perspective, so if I defend it, it's only because I played a lot of it now, but I don't, again, think it's the best thing ever. It's not changing the game industry other than being a really probably good selling product for Activision. Um, but How much money they having... It better be good selling. Well, yeah, so... Anyway, yeah, whatever. Um, the 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 point of it is that going through it and finishing the campaign. If you were just playing this campaign, you would be disappointed. But I don't think anybody is buying Destiny just to play a bungee campaign. They by now, I would think the target audience would not be that stupid. Um, and then even if they did, they would see, oh, I can join this random dungeon and get some cool gear. Oh, I'll get set up with two other random people or you can join a clan do all this stuff like the way they introduce the uh, competitive multiplayer and the co-op dungeons is pretty seamless to encourage people who probably never played an mmo to get into it so for them it's going to be refreshing but again it's not drastically this 
second coming of anything gaming, it does have a more deep playstyle mechanic with the different weapons, and you can have five different weapons in each category and change your skills out in several different ways, and there's a second class of skills that you can start leveling up. So there are tons of different combinations and ways to play the game rather than just shooting dudes. Like, yeah. that is what you're doing, but it feels different depending on how you customize yeah. your character. And a point I really want to emphasize, because uh, got, I got cut off a little bit, was that um, I've played about half the missions. I just unlocked the third planet. <clears throat> and every mission I've played, while I do retread familiar ground, and you do start at sometimes the same point, and that feels a little bit dull, uh, every pro- like progression of firefight to firefight, exploration, story, boss fight, has felt distinct and required different tactics. And that, to me, is like the hallmark of Halo, where it mixes up the combat and keeps it feeling fresh within missions and between missions. I wasn't sure if that was going to be there, especially based on my time with the beta, which has kind of, I'd say Earth has the worst missions. Moon's a lot more interesting. Um, And I've actually walked away feeling like every victory was like hard-fought and well-earned, and I I really enjoyed that. It's not something I've ever gotten from other shooters so much. Yeah, if you don't like MMO stuff, you won't like this game. And that's fair. The reason I'll to play the game and say that I am speaking exclusively from secondhand information besides the the content I played in the beta, but just like based on the live streams I've been watching and based on the reviews I've read, like you two are the only ones that are shouting the opinions that this combat is legitimately diverse and exciting. Maybe it gets worse I... when you finish it. I don't know. No, I don't think it does. <laughs> I, I, it really doesn't. I don't. I feel like I am. A fucking pro at this game now and it, it feels <laughs> fun like it feels really fun to play the game and to use something like this pulse a uh, so secondary weapon is this pulse rifle that you charge up yeah and it kind of releases a shotgun so blast good. and switch between that and then this kind of like battle rifle from halo where it's uh, kind of semi-auto and just to yeah. snipe things and then blow things up and use a grenade and a throwing knife and then do triple jumps uh, it I guess the best equivalent is to say it feels like an evolved, as Nick said, Halo multiplayer, but while you're doing single-player stuff. So it's yeah. very crazy and interactive, whereas in Halo, I just ran around as Master Chief and just shot the Magnum and then threw grenades at things. And then you talked to a giant cover. plant thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're I don't know. Like, terrible I feel things. like you guys it, are both marginalizing Halo and like talking up uh, Destiny. Like. Well, why not? That sounds like a awkward compromise of the two separate things I liked about Halo. At no point during uh, the Halo campaigns was I like, I really wish this was more like multiplayer. And at no point during Halo multiplayer was like, I was really, really wish I was doing story missions right now. Like they well, were two distinct entities to me, and I enjoyed them for different reasons. Yeah, it I really think that's sounds. Fair, but Halo was designed for that, right? Like and those Destiny's modes were kept very separate. To, yeah, Destiny is designed to be both of those things at once, and that's where the yeah. genius of the game is. Well, I, for I think that's a also where the game. That's also where it seems like, from everything I've read and from the little experience I have, is that's where it's suffering is because it's trying to compromise, and by compromise, it makes it both sides weaker. It's missing the focus of single player and the focus of different um, encounters that you have when you have a, a single player game that's designed to provide you with these different arenas, these different areas to then have combat. And it's missing but, the focus and the, the abilities that you get with 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 a multiplayer. I guess what I'm so what confused you're, what, by in sorry. the criticism of the game. No, I'll just really quickly. <laughs> the criticism of the game, and I know you linked... Um, what was what was the website you linked to Tyler to us on uh, the staff that was discussing the game? 
I don't know the name of the website. It was just an article I, someone else linked me to. This article was pretty much phrasing uh, and framing Destiny as being uh, this individual who was being asked by friends, oh, do you like Destiny? Yeah. Well, should I get it? And his response is essentially, well, so there's a hesitation there. Um, I guess I would echo that in saying, if you don't really like shooters that much, and or you don't really like MMO loot grinding, or grinding, I guess, is a really bad word, but you are redoing missions to get levels of prestige to then get better gear, which is in a lot of games, but if you don't like those things, you're not going to like Destiny. But if you are moderately into those things, Destiny is a really good shooter, and it really has an interesting way of encouraging you to play more from a console perspective. If this was just a PC game, it wouldn't really be that new. But all I can say is I enjoy playing it, and I think the criticism is just trying to paint the game as being it should have been way more than it is, but I don't see that it's a problem that it is just a shooter with kind of a shitty story I that think, then has I think, this element to make you play more of it. I think you hit the nail on the head, though, is with the hype that this game received, with the expectations that a Bungie game like this has, and after how much we've heard about it for the last few years, we expected a 10. Maybe it's yeah. an 8. That's not bad, but it's when a letdown from what the expectations the hype, were. though? We talk about yeah. the hype all the time. We are too old to get into the hype. I don't give a shit about the hype. I knew I was going to like a game. Then maybe this isn't a Destiny moments. problem. Maybe it's a me problem because I didn't want that weird compromise of multiplayer and single player. I wanted another Bungie campaign. Yeah, you definitely yep. would not get that. You're not going to get that here, unfortunately. You're going to get the combat. You're going to get the long-term growth and the fun, but... You're not going to get that cohesive feel or even a half-decent story. Like, there's no feeling yeah. of epicness in the way that Master Chief had. Well, music I, is the most epic part of the single player. Yeah. I think we're um, not... I don't think yeah. Tyler and I are saying you guys are wrong or you guys are bad no, no, to no. have your opinions. But, like, I, I've read enough stuff from enough different people to say maybe there is a little bit of expectation loss on a lot of people's parts. And oh, from, totally. what I've, I, from what I've played personally, like, I liked it. I might get it. It's not like it. The, the comparison I always use in writing, and it probably has turned into a cliche for my own writing and for my own opinions, but it just doesn't grab you by the the hair. It doesn't grab you by the back of the neck and just get into your system. Like it's at least for me, this isn't a game where it's like you must play it and you must pour a hundred hours into it. Yeah, the last Maybe thing I'll the add, biggest challenge. So then, yeah, the last thing I I'll just, ask you guys can transition. Yeah, because I know you don't want to talk about it. Is uh, I think the expectation of it being a Bungie single-player game um, was overblown, and I think that people who have the criticism of it were expecting that, but it does pull you by the hair if you allow yourself to be into that MMO side of it. And you are, just like any MMO that you play, if you play it by yourself, it's going to be really lonely, and it's going to be really kind of depressing and just... A slog, but if you have people to play it with, like the fire teams or the clans that you can join, uh, and going on these strikes on higher difficulties and playing that with people, it will always be more fun. That's going to be where the longevity of Destiny comes in and not just the uh, competitive multiplayer. So if you can't see yourself playing it that way and you just want to play a game from the single player side, 
and then you don't really care about loot grinding, then you're missing pretty much 75% of the game, for better or worse. So it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a game that you play. But the best it, games that follow that treadmill allow some degree of soloing and still be enjoyable. Like well, I've been say, soloing can, the whole game, and I've been having fun. So Yeah, you can do the single the, the missions, aside from the strikes that are the, the harder dungeons. You can do all of that solo, just like Nick did, I did. But if you do that, you can't go in expecting it to be like I'm playing a Halo story with this complex narrative because it's not there. It's really just a, a mechanism to get you trained up and ready to then mm-hmm. do all of this high-level multiplayer in-game. And if that's not appetizing or appealing, that's where you're going to find the disappointment at Destiny. Oh. If you're interested in that, then you'll have fun. But wasn't yeah, that think... what we were promised? No, I well, we were so. promised. We were promised all kinds of cool stuff, but like. Uh, I think yeah, that we've been promised a lot of things by jetpacks, etc. But like, the one thing that I think is, uh, and I just kind of realized after Aaron said that last thing was that the shift, the focus has been shifted away from telling a story about a character to getting the player to care about developing a character that fits them, and that's why I think the game really isn't all that good in the first few hours, and that's a big problem for it. Is that like, yeah? But getting stuff a character the beta, that fits you is not just a matter of appearance. It's not just a matter of powers. Like it's a matter of personality like well it's play style too guns you carry uh you can customize your appearance a fair bit but again your characters are empty shells with terrible dialogue so the more i think about the more i think about it the more i think that maybe doing a diablo style shooting game just has its limitations because the only way the only attack you have for a borderlands or a destiny is to shoot whereas with Diablo, there's mm. a ton of different types of weapons you can use, and maybe that helps make things feel more diverse and feel more specialized. I, think I would be more comfortable seeing this kind of compromise come from someone like Bioware for like Mass Effect 4. That's just your own personal like yeah. boner, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I would say... boners are personal. Dude, but, you've, been, um, you've been having that dream. Not on like, this podcast. Choosable, yeah, no. choosable race, choosable common... Like, power style the origins of mass effect mass effect Since origins mass effect one that's been your dream so i know you've been I think, having that why won't they let me live my dream Doug? <laughs> <laughs> building off of what doug said i i i guess if i have to narrow it down the problem with destiny is a problem with mmos as a whole uh as much as for me it's refreshing and fun to play a shooter mmo um the mmo mechanics are very tired the, the whole genre is very rote at this point, and that's why I haven't played one in a long time. But Destiny is low investment and low um, uh, investment of time, I should say, enough to do drop in, drop out once in a while to get gear, that satisfaction yeah. of chasing the carrot. And it's not paying a subscription fee monthly. It's not forcing you to do extreme grinds like a real MMO. So it's casual enough for the average shooter person to get interested. So that's why I'm interested in the development of Destiny, is to see how it gets these shooter bros into that larger element of MMOs. Yeah, but that's yeah. still early, though. Like, it could right, be, right. we could be a year down the line, and it could be a major investment if you want to still be a Destiny player all the time. Well, there will be two expansions out, it sounds like, by then. So yeah, you're looking at probably about $100, which is very freaking steep. But that's what people pay for Battlefield Premium. So, I mean, it's not unheard of. Well, I mean, like, over the course space. of a year, if you're uh, paying $15 Blizzard, a month yeah. for WoW, you're, you're yeah. spending, what, $160? Or yeah. I could just pay 40 bucks for Diablo 3 like I just did. 
Yeah, sure. you should also play Diablo three on console because it's really good. Really? I need um, to play that. Yeah, that that um, just well, sounds like the best solution to the problem. I, I guess like one last thing I want to say before we can move on and leave this game <laughs> behind forever until yeah. next week. Um, yeah, tomorrow <laughs> is that until our goatee talks? Oh god, yeah, right. That's gonna be. I don't think anyone's gonna fight for this. In the I list. would only put it at ten. I'm just saying that for the record now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will. I will mark this down and hold the, hold you to this because this is gonna be a hill somebody's gonna die on later in the year. It's gonna be this or Doug's racing point? game du jour. Oh god. I know Sorry, if Nick that? doesn't have my back, there's no chance of it anyway. So. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, go ahead, Nick. But yeah, I was just gonna say the MMO comparison is apt, and this feels very much to me like Vanilla WoW did. Like a lot of potential and promise, and some tired old mechanics, and a you know kind of empty world, and we'll see how they fill it in. And with WoW, it took a couple of expansions before I really felt like the developers got what made it good with like Wrath. So I'm just kind of curious actually, to sit back and see what happens. That's actually an awesome point. Is when as somebody who's played a lot of MMOs and reads reviews of ones that come out out of curiosity, you're totally right. And when an MMO launches the experienced players really have no expectation that everything's going to be there working 100%. Like, so you're saying I should wait a few years before I start playing Destiny? I mean, honestly, yeah. yeah. And maybe that's been the problem with criticism is expecting a bungee-level experience in a single-player mindset for a game that is more MMO that's going to take a while to build up. So I think maybe expectations were too high, but that happens a lot. If that's their plan, then I don't know why they're not calling the season pass like season one pass or something. Then who knows if, yeah, you bought the, or I bought, if you're the person like me who bought the uh, legendary edition, um, which was $90, it gives you the season pass with it. You didn't so buy the first two edition? expansions. You didn't no, want your own I... little plastic tchotchke? The only difference was that stupid ghost for another $60. I don't need more shit. That Jeez. really has no col- it has no collector's value oh, to put on my shelf. Is that going to be the new cat helmet? Does it talk to you? I think it does. I think it lights up. Oh, I, man. Does it talk I about wizards somebody... and moons? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been worth it. No. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that first DLC, we'll see what happens after that. So yeah. I, I need know. a compromise between Bungie and Diablo. Or Bungie and Blizzard, where Blizzard is all about like making up like long, unpronounceable words with apostrophes everywhere, and Bungie is just like using the most generic terms for every unique thing in the universe. Like, Darkness. Can you guys, can you guys just like <laughs> compromise and like make unique names that are easy to understand? I feel like yeah. Bioware's got the got that figured out. Yeah, I think that compromises in the world of Bioware, dude. Yeah, it's really, what it sounds like. All right, but yeah, someday Mass Effect totally right. will exist. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe so, Dragon Age will somehow be good. The world is full of possibilities. Yeah, let's talk about now games that we hope are great. Nick, <laughs> no, let's Nick. talk about Smash. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about Smash. Sure. Tell us I've about been Smash. Playing a lot of the the demo this week, I was one of the fortunate ones that somehow got Nintendo Club Platinum status. Not through any deliberate means. Expender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's also because I bought my 3DS last year, which helped things oh, yeah. along, along a lot. Yeah, for someone and who's not into Nintendo products, whew, Platinum. Nintendo, thanks you for your patronage. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I'm also a big sucker for digital sales, so I've gotten on quite a few like uh, small games on the eShop and some virtual console stuff. It's all just crap that adds up over time. Like it was again, it wasn't anything intentional. It was just like, huh, I have more than. 300 or 600 coins at this point so well you also were like <laughs> you also slavishly copy all those codes and put them into club nintendo's website so you're doing more than half the battle by yourself no when it's digital it all just it's my account's tied to club nintendo so i don't have to enter codes or anything ah but i remember seeing you enter the codes for some of the retail stuff before oh well i had to enter the oh, codes yeah. for my 3ds anyway we're getting way off the rails here uh i got codes for the super smash brothers uh north american demo which includes uh mario link pikachu and the two newcomers Mega Man and animal crossing villager and i am having a lot of fun like i was never the biggest smash fan like for me it's always just been kind of a social activity the same as mario party like i'm I'm probably more of a Mario Kart fan than I am a Smash fan. And I would say, like, I didn't really get into Brawl at all for a lot of the reasons that most competitive people didn't get into Brawl. It just felt too accidental. It felt too undeliberate with, like, the characters that were adding and the design choices, things like tripping. Like, it's just, like, it was was moving more towards that Mario Party kind of chaos and away from any degree of skill that melee had established but this game i was telling doug uh it feels so far like a suitable smash like this does not feel like any kind of compromise of what smash brothers is if you had if nintendo hadn't mentioned that there was a wii u version coming this year i would find it totally acceptable that this is the next version of smash like, it feels like a full Smash game just on your 3DS. The only slight I could really give it is just, like, there are certain compromises because of the screen size, but I feel like the cell shading, which got a little bit of attention when they first showed off the 3DS version, does a lot to kind of distinguish the silhouettes of characters and does help you out, especially in the more chaotic moments. <laughs> also, Animal Crossing Villager is a blast to play. I'm still kind of getting the hang of Mega Man, but he's kind of powerful too. So, yeah, I if you had with the both. choice, say you had a Wii U. I mean, I haven't played if the Wii, had Wii version, U version, assuming you... they're identical and the Wii U is just like on a bigger screen and more high fidelity. Yeah, I would probably say go get the Wii U version, but I don't have that option right now. Yeah. And I know people that are getting the 3DS version, and it's playable online and it's playable local. So, have you seen know, the it, uh, reports of people's circle pads popping off? Yeah, that's only <laughs> the original 3DSs, though, not the LLs, which the is XLs what? and then XLs. America. Yeah, not it's only the, like the the shitty like two and a half hour battery life. Like, why did you even buy this models? Oh, so the I'm one sure that Doug I have. is glaring at you. Yeah, the one that Doug has. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying and, to find the Smash Brothers demo on the 3DS right now as we speak, actually. And if anyone doesn't have shop? a 3DS, I would highly recommend waiting for the, the new models. This, yeah. Because there are features that aren't accessible in the standard edition that will be accessible on the newer 3DSs. I mean, yeah, not the major one thing... stuff, just stuff like screenshot sharing and that sort of thing. Well, also the C-Stick for Smash Attacks. I don't, oh, you yeah, can use I'm not that. sure if they're going to incorporate that. Cause that's they said be... they would. Really? Wow. Yep. Which Seems I think could actually make a difference. 
I don't know. I think pro level people probably don't use a whole lot of C stick attacks, but I don't know much about Smash, honestly. Yeah, I, there's nothing about the way it plays in the 3DS that felt uh, like a downgrade to me. Like it plays perfectly fine so far. But I'm, the 3DS I'm also version, not super high level player. Is the 3DS version the only one that has that like um, quasi adventure mode? I don't know. The demo only has basic smash and local uh, multiplayer. Yeah. Oh, okay. I played the adventure mode in the demo at PAX. Um, I think both versions have it, but they weren't showing it on Wii U. Okay. I did I watch a long uh, Nintendo Treehouse live stream, which, let me just say, like Nintendo does a lot of stupid crap. <laughs> Treehouse live streams are one of the smartest things that they've done in years. Like it's It makes the company seem far more accessible than it is, and it's nice having real people... Granted, people that work for the company showing off their games, talking about their games, playing them in real time, which is not mm-hmm. something you see Nintendo doing pretty much ever. Yeah, it pulls so back an... the veil a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're the only ones that don't really seem to have a dedicated uh, hype team or whatever. Like, PlayStation has the blog and the blog cast. Uh, Xbox has uh, their geriatric Major Nelson and <laughs> his podcast. So either way, like you have people that are out there as like the 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 piece, the the mouthpiece for the company and the brand, and Nintendo doesn't have that. Maybe Reggie, but that's not really that good of a solution. And the guy's still pretty awkward on camera. Yeah, yeah, and you don't want your COO to be the one that is responsible for connecting hey, with kids. fans. Yeah, yeah. It's me, um, former president of VHM One Networks, <laughs> Reggie Fizeme. Are you guys ready for a rap session? Gather round. I'm talking about <laughs> video games. Um, yeah. Tell me. So I only played two, uh, and Tyler provided me with one of the codes graciously. Um, so I've only played two matches as Mega Man on the uh, the 3DS demo, and it felt like Smash to me. But I was impressed how it translated on a handheld. I never really would have thought to see a smash brothers game on a portable so that's pretty cool but i don't i guess i'm a pretty cursory smash fan do you think that you're gonna pick it up tyler now that you play the demo i mean i'm kind of inclined to just because i do know people that are playing i'll probably be waiting for reviews and just kind of see like how in depth or how much available there is on a solo basis Mm -hmm. because the vast majority of Smash I've played in the past has been uh, multiplayer. Like, I never... I don't think... I, I did own the the GameCube game, but I'm not sure if I really got into the subspace emissary mode. And I never even bothered to get the Wii version because I didn't own a Wii for very long. And also, I just thought the Wii version was kind of missing the point in a lot of ways of what Smash was and what people liked about it. And I feel like this version is definitely like, oh, okay... We get it. So, you want it? Here's what you want. Like, you got people griping and like, oh, this character didn't make it, or oh, you're including this frivolous character, <laughs> yeah. but that's that's pretty low in the totem pole of what Smash is. Like, there are the vast majority of characters that you want are in this game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's some frivolous options, and there's some redundancies, and yada, yada, yada. And a shit ton of Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah. As always. I'll forgive a lot of there... things for Duck Hunt Dog. I, I'm, I'm really curious about how that, that guy plays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, is there any incentive for somebody to buy both versions? Have they even talked about that? I wonder how many people will 
Uh, there like... is in the menu of the 3DS version uh, Wii U connectivity. Uh, oh, so you Nintendo can like download hasn't... character stats. I'm not sure how it works. Nintendo um... hasn't really talked about uh, the cross platform functionality, but there's going to be some way to connect the two versions and there's possibly some additional content for doing Yeah, the so. amiibo has been the one thing they talked about with yeah. at least transferring stats to one of the figures and then with the new 3DS having the NFC built in, they'll they'll probably allow like a transfer of, "Hey, I'm going to take Mario on the go and I'll just connect it that way to my 3DS yeah. version of Smash." It might be weird. crazy. I don't know how you're building <clears throat> stats in a Smash Brothers game with your characters. I think it's yeah, from random drops. A... I think it's from random stuff that gets dropped, and you can either collect the new moves or collect the stat increases during matches. One of my friends was talking about that, like he's been playing it a bunch since it came out, and was complaining about how infrequent some of those drops are. So your characters so are Luke starting game. out at a base level. Yeah, it's Destiny. Nintendo's <laughs> Destiny. Um, oh, God. So are your characters starting out at just base stats, but then you could potentially be playing somebody who has a maxed out character? Like, how is their equalization? My understanding was that there is no uh, just base level stat increases. Like, each piece of loot has, like, gives and takes. Yeah. So it's uh, like, oh, this okay. thing will be more powerful, but you're taking a hit on this thing. Reminds so me they're like modifiers, then. Um, like the option, so cust- like... I think it's more customization as opposed to yeah. leveling. It sounds like the item switch where you're just like customizing how the game plays gotcha. yeah. more than anything. Yeah. But my, my my friend that gave those quick impressions says that he he's enjoying the option to customize moves and to um, change your stats around, but it takes a long time to unlock everything because mm-hmm. the loot that you get is random when you do get it. Yeah, Nintendo loves unlocking in games, even though it's 2014. It's still a thing they do. <laughs> I guess the good on achievements. them. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think some of it is special moves can be changed. As the example mm-hmm. that my friend Ray is giving is like, uh, you the, can like the graphics of them or the well effects. the impact too. So like you can change or his example. I'm reading what he posted on Facebook. Um, Pikachu's side special is this torpedo move. One of the alternatives you can switch it with is a torpedo that's charged with electricity, which does more damage if you're launched closer, but less if you're far away. Oh, cool. Hmm. Nick, do you have a problem with unlocking shit? <laughs> I, uh... I understand, like, taking some sort of grievance with, like, having to unlock all the characters, even if there is, like, a whole slew of characters available from the start of the game. But just speaking anecdotally, like, I remember when uh, a Virtual Fighter V uh, final... Battle? Some... Final... It was final <laughs> something or other, but I remember when that came out, I was really excited for it, because it was, like, the fi- the last version of Virtual Fighter V, and it took forever to come to the U.S., and I loved uh, Virtual Fighter 4 Evo. I loved Virtual Fighter 5. But a lot of that, for me, was playing through the game, unlocking the different uh, costume items for mm-hmm. the character that I like to use. And once that was gone, like, I mean, I think Doug and I, we, we got the, the game and we also got the the pack, which included, like, all the deal, the, mm. the character DLC. Like, there was mm-hmm. no option to unlock items in the game you had to buy either separate character packs or you bought the whole game pack which was like 15 dollars or something so but with all that unlocked it was just like okay so now i'm only playing this game for basically online multiplayer and i can immediately customize my character however i want and once that treadmill was gone like there was just like i kind of lost interest in the game like i i don't get into the competitive scene of games the way some of my other friends do for fighters so 
I I think you make a really good point, and I think that I have a knee jerk reaction to the word unlocking after I got Donkey Kong sixty four like fifteen years ago, and it was just the most miserable treadmill of unlocking shit to unlock more shit I've ever seen. I don't know if you guys played that game, but it, I, oh yeah, I I don't know if I played it so much as just bared it and oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's well, just there's no crystal test. coconuts in Smash to my knowledge. Thank so. God. Um, I think unlocking is it's all in how you handle it, right? Like, if, are you creating a good incentive to the player to dig deeper? Are you giving them stuff to start with that makes sense? That's maybe a little bit less complex or uh, hard to wield as the later stuff you unlock. You know, is there is there a logic to it? And yeah. And I was afraid of it with like Mario. Like I was afraid with Mario Kart at first, like Mario Kart Eight, because there were so many characters locked. But yeah. you unlock them so fast that honestly. And the new parts as well. It, I think Nintendo knows how to do it in a way that's... It doesn't take as long as I feared it would, but I still feel like it's given me a reason to keep playing. It's a positive, you know, motivation. Also, the yeah, thing you always know point. about Nintendo is that it's not going to be a Call of Duty system right. where the person that's been playing the longest has, like, the yep. best crap. Yeah, to, to, it's yeah. always, like, anyone that starts on day one can be reasonably competitive at that game yeah to like to bring anyone it that plays back. mario kart da, 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 da. can win a mario more kart skill to bring it back just... full circle um the other talking about is is the stack customization my friend ray is talking about this is it's a push and pull so you can change the um three different stats with different badges but so like if you increase your attack your defense goes down so it's not so much oh my pikachu is level 20 and the total numbers are much better than yours as much as this is a way I want to use. Like, I want to use this character with bumped up attack, or I want to use this character with bumped up defense. And you can ca- you can customize and save ten different presets for each of the characters. Whoa. That's hardcore <laughs> smash. Yep. <laughs> Competitive people are going to love the shit out of that. Pro MLG esports. So it's uh, each and every alternate <laughs> move and badge has to be unlocked, and you have no control over which one you get, so it's as random as trophies. Huh. Yeah, I'd be really surprised to see the 3DS version catch on with competitive people, though. Probably yeah. not, with a control I mean, scheme. Portable they had... games are always kind of treated as secondhand when yeah. it comes to that scene. I think Nintendo kind of made a pretty big push towards the Wii U as the definitive platform with the GameCube controller thing. Like That's that's yeah. kind of what the competitive scene was looking for. So. Yeah. But I would Isn't that be... weird that you can use the 3DS on the Wii U version, though? Why would you do that as a controller? You can? Yep. Yes. As a controller. Oh, that's awesome! I mean, I mean like I not great, but better than using like a Wii remote. It it might be a, sure. a case where like you have either you have a customized version you can use that the characters carried over into the Wii U version, or might be cheaper than getting other controllers. And it could supplant that the or, first player has the Wii right. tablet screen, and yep. then that's a way to have information on a second screen as yep, there's yep, no cool. second tablet. And also, really cool. you're assuming that there are some people that this is going to be their first Smash. The 3DS version comes out at least a month before the Wii U version. Like, given that the Wii U version now is rumors of coming out around November. Black Friday, mm-hmm. so if you, that's your first exposure to Smash and you get comfortable playing Smash on the 3DS, why not just let them use the 3DS as a controller? Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. There'll be one super pro guy who uses the 3DS as his controller at the tournament. He'll fucking use Rob or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sure. I I'm interested in. Uh, I don't think I'll pick it up on the 3DS just because I am very much. Uh, I was saying it before. I don't. I don't really get into Smash because I don't have local. Shouldn't have wasted people. that demo cut on you. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have. But oh, now I know someone who appreciate it. Yeah, Spencer and I have been crying all day. Why weren't no. we faster? 
I'll mail my 3DS to you. Okay, that sounds um, that sounds fair. <laughs> but I guess my problem has always been is, and I've said this to the group a lot, so it should be established. But for those who don't know, I suck at fighting games, and I kind of hate them because of that um, <laughs> irrationally. <laughs> so. Uh, I think Smash was the only one that I could stand because I could sometimes... I just... I like the Nintendo characters. But speaking of unlocking, I spent so much goddamn time in uh, the uh, GameCube version unlocking all the character trophies. Mm. (laughs) Those uh, are pretty great. I love all the obscure Nintendo bullshit they pack in there. That's the best part. I think that's what tickles the the soft center of... like That's what scratches Aaron's tummy, so to speak. It pleases our inner comic book guy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Early era Mario. Mm. Um, so I don't know if I'll actually pick it up on Wii U, but if I did, I think it would be in the hope that I have somebody come over who would want to play it, because otherwise I'm not going to just play it solo a bunch, or even online. Or you, know, you could play the 3DS version online with us. Yeah. Yeah. I could. And then just get, I could get stomped and then just get mad and go play Destiny and grind. Snap yes in half. <laughs> Take your toys yeah. and go play on the moon. Yeah, fuck you guys. I'm going to go grind. <laughs> that sounds like a healthy compromise. That's yeah. probably what would happen. Let's just I be know. honest. I think I'm, in, so like Aaron, I have a Wii U. And for me, <laughs> I've always so. liked Smash. I like my Wii U. I've been playing no, Skyward no. Sword. I don't know why. Let's not talk about that. But um, let's never talk about that. That sounds Skyward like a personal Sword problem. Again, no. It is. No. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to that. But Yeah, we got to talk about Goaties again. <laughs> yeah, right. Christ. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Um, 2011's 2014 Game of the Year. Uh, <laughs> I really want to play the Wii version of, of Punch-Out now. It was good. I mean, it's yeah, not worth 50 really bucks, good. but... Yeah. Have you ever seen it released used... uh, Wii games digitally? Yeah. I imagine it's pretty hard to find a lot of Wii games now. You know, if Nintendo's smart, they'll do HD re-releases of like Skyward Sword and Punch-Out and That'd be such a good idea. all that stuff. That'd but Nintendo's so not always smart, so who knows? But if they did an HD Wind Waker, it's possible. Anything is possible now, Doug. They're uh, desperate. Also, the, the Wii's been out for, like, what, three years now? And that's literally the only HD game they could Yeah, they out. have DLC from Mario Kart. <laughs> Anything is possible. You can get a Benz in Mario Kart. Yeah, they have they have possible. commercialized pay. Uh, no, not 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 that. That one is free. They have like tie-in DLC with Mario Kart. That's the amazing thing of the year. Yeah, that's gross. It's yeah, really it's gross. Disgusting. So Nick being almost as gross as the advertisement. You. Yeah. Yes. You were going to say. Oh right, I was going to say. Uh, I have liked Smash a lot. I played it solo quite a bit but i love playing it with friends more than anything like i did i did some of the subspace crap and wii u but i didn't really like it that much um i will definitely get the wii u version because what i played at pax i played like five or six matches and it was basically just a faster cleaner really nice looking version of the 3ds game like it, it delivers what it needs to so that's the one i'll get i'm just gonna have a really hard time holding on and not buying the wii, the 3ds version when all you guys are playing it so i might <laughs> cave in We'll see. I am. I just got the dem- demo downloaded, and apparently it says you can only play it thirty times. That's kind of weird. That's that's three DS. Ah, uh, yeah. They okay. Have that. Um, but it's not the promo version. Like it's probably just the Japanese version that you downloaded. Yeah. Because it's accessible to everyone. Yep. So it will be in the U.S. too next week. I know, oh, but really? I've got the Japanese three DS, so I'm looking at Japanese versions over here, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm. I was. Tyler can attest. 
I almost would have bought it yesterday if it had been in the store. And I've considered strongly picking it up like three other times the last couple days. I wrote in the backlog for this week. I was really close to putting some sandals on and walking down to the local convenience store to pick up a download code. But... I bet you we could find a copy today. Oh, man. Do it. it. Adventure. <sighs> no, it, it's... It's actually, honestly, off. like, it's a, it's less of an adventure being up in Tokyo, because there's just so many places, but... Which is why we can find at least one store that still has a copy. Yeah. We probably yeah, could. Yeah, do a, do a photo blog and some selfies on your adventure to go find Smash Brothers download code. Mm. We well, can make a download code, code is easy. Download like code is really easy. Every store we go to that is sold out, we take a drink. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds real dangerous. <laughs> that sounds real Either dangerous. Either way, you win, like, big time, so... Yeah. Super huge. Either you have Smash or you get shit faced. <laughs> either you either you get Smash or you, you get will smashed. get smashed regardless. Yeah. Japan sounds like a Wonderland. Yeah, you can drink on the streets. It's pretty fun sometimes. <laughs> no open container like laws Vegas. for the win. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of which, we got to figure out something for Halloween if they're still doing the Yamanote Sen like rolling costume parties. That sounds like a good challenge. But yeah, um, um, the download codes so, are everywhere. Like the download code, I think the the game store we were at yesterday, they were actually out of download codes as well. But I've seen them in convenience stores all over the place. But they were out of box copies at that store as well. So, so wait, can you not just buy it on the marketplace? You can, I mean, but like for example, it was it was selling for ten dollars less. Oh, in box Logo copies. Also has a, a bad experience with using the Japanese eShop and promo codes. Yeah, I bought a uh, I bought a five thousand. I bought a fifty to fifty dollar uh, code, and it wouldn't work. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Now that was also had in the countryside. To try to return it. No, I've had problems <laughs> returning shit to that store. Okay, but you also paid fifty dollars, and you didn't even try. I know. You should yeah. blast them on Twitter and Facebook. No, it's not worth the hassle. It's ancient history now. Yeah. At least leave a nasty Yelp. Hey, remember two years ago? I want my 5,000 yen back. And I'm also considering <laughs> switching consoles on, like, from my standard 3DS, the one that Tyler was saying, why does anybody still have this one, to either an XL or one of the new 3DSs yeah, that come out later this year. just wait for the new one, since it will be The new ones are literally coming out, like, what? October? Next month, next month yeah. November? I think they should yeah. be easy to find by November. Too bad they're yeah. still region locked, but at least you can port your stuff over as a result. So I don't have I anything downloaded, so just be the SD card copied over to the new SD card. You have mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh, no. That's a good game. Hmm? That's a great game. It, it is? I have a couple things downloaded from the eShop, but not like any big games, so I'm not as worried about that. So you would just throw away the games you've already bought just because they're small? Dude, it's a drag and drop. You put it on your computer. Yeah, I would do that. Cards. I would swap it to yeah. the new yeah. 3DS or to the new SD card. And if it requires. No, cool. Nick, you have to do a system license transfer. It's not that hard. I've done I would it. do that anyways. No, I'm not saying it's hard. I'm just saying yeah. it's not just a matter of dragging and dropping to an SD card. I guess that's true. I, I was thinking about when I switched SD cards up. Not yeah, there's like three more steps in there, Nick. Get yeah. with it. Yeah. But it has a cool animation when you do it. So, of course. You know, even go... the eShop download has a cool animation. Or at least a nice animation. I would it's... take the convenience of just like locking into my account before the adorable Pikmin moving my shit to a new console. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it is a shitty situation, but at least they made it almost for a split second. You forget your pain. Yeah, just watch the Pikmin. It's the details that count, you know. It's nicer than just seeing a login bar that keeps going and going and going. That's how Apple keeps taking all our money. It's like I feel like punched um, in the face in kindergarten. 
like, yeah, I'm getting punched in the face, but at least there's cute pictures on the walls. Yep. <laughs> it feels like loading screens. Have gotten Why did you go to kindergarten, dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. He, he doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. So, yeah, it does I've feel almost... like loading screens have gotten better at obfuscating the fact that they're loading shit. Mm. Yes, they have. So, uh, that was a lot of talk about two games. Do you guys want to try and squeeze one more in real fast? I haven't played anything else, so good luck. Have fun. <laughs> Has Doug played play a game? Is hell frozen over? I've been addicted <laughs> to a free-to-play card game. Oh, God. This is, it's is this the card game with wrestlers? Yes, no, it is. it's called free-to-play card game. Ugh. Oh, God. WWE <laughs> Supercard. Oh, no. God damn it, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, try to sell us on that. Just I, I'm not here. going to. Elevator it's pitch. Sasquatch's game of the year. No, I'm not even going to. I'm not <laughs> yeah. even going to joke. This is not please, like. Please don't try to put that on the list this year. I won't. <laughs> It'll be our kayfabe game of the year. Fucking uh... shame of the year. <laughs> I have. Oh, Doug, you win our shame of the year every year. <laughs> I'm the walking shame of the year. The walking for the walking shame, shame season two is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. So it's free to play, Doug. But yes. tell us, how much money have you spent? On this free to play game, I bought one pack Indian. of one one. No, this this is what this is on Apple, so it's on my American account. Okay. I bought one five dollar pack of points to buy a pack of cards, and it was uh, not too inspiring. Did you get the Big Show? I do have the Big Show. Yes. <laughs> do you have a player? I have a uh, super rare pro Big Show. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, How does that work uh, against Jaina Proudmore? Who? <laughs> what? Oh, he Hearthstone played. joke. I get it. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know because... Crossing the, the streams there, Aaron. Actually, yeah. I don't know, but my AJ Lee could probably mess her up pretty good because they have women's fights separate in the in Supercard. The separate division. Separate yeah. thing. Keep those cards separate. Well, it's it's a WWE thing with their licensing. Like you can't technically right. have women attacking or men attacking women at all on the product. So there's not going to be especially anybody... in this current political climate. <laughs> no, it's 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 basically because of Mattel for WWE real wrestling. Oh, okay. Because of their licensing, like they sell so many action figures, and it's such a big deal for them that you're not going to see any women get power bombed through a table on WWE Raw. So yes, that kind of translates to the video. But for games more as well. reasons than just licensing, Doug. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's a dumb mistake as well, but TNA just did it a few weeks ago, so who knows? <laughs> Wait, to be fair, this what? is a program called TNA. Yeah, it's it's the yeah. competitor that the only what competitor is it, that total exists. nonstop action. Yep. <laughs> it was <laughs> You can't make this shit up. One of their wrestlers, his like his story for the last few months has been that he wants to put the owner of the company, who's a woman, through a table. Okay. And he Jesus Christ. He finally and reached no that goal. No one on their team of writers. What's his like, motivation? It's a really bad idea. He's a baby. He's a, he's a good guy, and she is an asshole, like Vince McMahon style asshole owner. So somehow that's going to trump all evil by power bombing her through a table. I don't know. It's like the original okay, story. I good evil, that man. logic. So I've played over one thousand seven hundred rounds of this stupid fucking card game. What? God damn it, Doug. I also have a 40-minute commute each way every morning, so that's my only excuse. So you worried about somebody watching you play it? Hell no. I've, I've seen people playing, like, uh, horse racing simulator games on their phones on the train. Well, you should be, Doug. 
I'm also considering this is basically like pro wrestling puzzle and dragons. Like it's not a lot to be <laughs> well, it's not really even puzzle and dragons. It's just your card has stats. You raise them up by giving it other cards uh, to train it, and you face off based off one of the four stats against another person, another card, but being played by the computer. Whoever has the higher round wins, and it's two out of three. It's really simple. Does your wrestler does your wrestler like evolve into a stronger wrestler? So if yeah. you get two of the same like sweat points, well, so you can <laughs> different tiers. Like there's you know the same Hearthstone style, common, uncommon, you know purples, sure. blues, yellows, <laughs> tiering of these cards, and they get higher level caps. Game. They have higher base stats. If they went full on like Hearthstone presentation, like sound effects and VFX and like voiceovers like i might be slightly more interested in this game yeah like the sound of the people's elbow dropping as you if they had entrance music you play for some the rock of these, and you hear this the would sound be fantastic you <laughs> although that is what pops up every time when i play ww2k14 on the ps3 like the the menu screen thing they have for ps3 the cover character was the rock last year so it's the, the initial sting of his music so every time you scroll over it on the ps3 menu it goes if you smell <laughs> and it is fantastic <laughs> but for this this stupid game so like you take a card and you every time you play around if you win the round you get to choose two random cards off of this it looks like a table but it's basically a loot drop and if you lose you get one so really the only reason you want to win is to get cards faster and to level up your good cards, you feed it the shittier cards that you have. Okay. So I've got I I still even though I'm really disgustingly high in this game, um, <laughs> I still get common and uncommon cards, the lowest two tiers, as drops on a fairly regular basis, and those are just like minor XP feeds into my better cards. So how's so- the presentation? Does it look? Like, is the art well done, or is it kind of janky? It's pretty well done. Like, the character cards are kind of, um, like, sports baseball card type of things. And as you get higher up, and as you get the pro versions of cards, they get, like, a little, almost like a foil effect if you turn the hmm. iPhone. Oh, cool. It's it's kind of a nice little parlor <laughs> trick they have. So I'm, like, getting soul on this. Like, keep talking. The, <laughs> the pro versions of cards are, if you have two of the same card, like, so if you have two rare The Rock... You can combine them together, and it makes the pro rare the rock, which gets Doug, that. You realize sh- they are totally taking the piss out of you right now, right? Of course. Well, okay. no, no. I mean, I'm interested in how it actually looks, but this this is not. I I understand this is like the pathway towards madness. I understand that I've invested far too much time and effort into a free to play shitty card game, but this is what is happening in gaming. Like this is where money is going. I think it's fascinating. I think that when you look at like like. So much that WWE is doing right now to, like, generate money is, like, appealing to this nerdy core. Yep. And, like, it's wildly successful for them, apparently. And I think, like, I I would love to see a Hearthstone with the ridiculousness of, like, WWE tacked on. That's like, basically what this. Blizzard did is it's, that cheesy. So, so this game, it's made by, t- it's made by Take-Two, who's their video game licensor, um, or 2K, basically. And it's it's essentially the copy of a, of a game that they made for the NBA last year same sort of Hmm. thing like characters have stats you match them up against each other it's nba players versus wrestling but they've put some care and attention into this and they have to be making money now let me explain how i know this to be true so i'm in a tier where it's you as your cards improve that improves the quality of the tier of your opponents 
So you, it's based off of your deck that you're playing. The five cards you have plus two support cards that boost stats. So uh, it, it then when you play like a random round, it chooses four other people randomly from a pool. And a lot of the time I'm seeing people who have as many games played as I do or others. They're in the same tier as I am or roughly the same tier as I am. And, you know, looking at it right now, I've got 1,700 pl- games played on my random list right now. There's somebody else with 1,500, somebody else with 1,900, somebody else with 2,000 games played. But occasionally you see somebody who's single digit, like uh, two digits or three digits. So they've played 100 Ooh. games or 500 games total. And then you see the cards they have, and they are ones that if you then go to the unlock shop to pay money you get them for $25 each <laughs> to guarantee that uh, tier of card. Somebody at Apple is getting a call right now from a parent whose kid just spent $500 on wrestling unlock cards, yep. and the parent is really pissed, and the Apple employee is going, ah, shit. Because those cards only do random drops at a very high level after you've played for a long time, or so it can't be possibly from playing only 300 games. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not surprised by that. That the people who would be into the game would probably want to spend the extra money. I've, if it's I've played against teams because usually it's like they have one good card and a bunch of scrubs, so I can I can take one hit and go two to one versus them and get two cards, yay! But I've seen teams where they have four of those legendary level cards, and you look, it's like the only way to guarantee those cards is to pay $25 for the epic or legendary pull. And smart money, man. It is like I just played a $100 hand. It is gross. Is there an announcement when the cards like fight each other? There's like no announcing, but there's like there a little bit be. of animation happening. There should totally so, be announcing over that. So, one last question for me. Okay. Um, a big part of wrestling is not what takes place in the ring, but the events around it. <laughs> so, you know, people getting run over by cars, that kind of thing. Is there any element of that, like, ridiculous bombast in this game? No. Or is it more just... Okay. Um, yeah, is there shower scenes with the cards and then somebody gets <laughs> elbow dropped? <laughs> this is actually as Japanese as it comes in terms of wrestling, because in Japan it's treated more as a sport, even though... And there's, like, the cartoonishness of WWE is toned down a little bit, but... Um, this is basically like you, just, you got cards, you got hands, you're leveling your cards up. Um, yeah, it's 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 more straightforward. It would be kind of funny if they just went like full referential with it, and like the cards are kind of always dripping, so you're just always wondering like, why are these cards always wet? Well, there is a couple <laughs> of referential things, like I mentioned, um, Dusty Rhodes when he was in WWE, and when he comes back as a legend now, and to to Raw or to SmackDown. His, co- his theme is talking about how he's the common man, so he's only available as a common drop for most of the game. Hmm. <laughs> because jokes. Um, they should have, like Nick's saying, in between uh, fight stages with kind of pixel or 8-bit character vignettes. It would be really <laughs> funny, but it keeps you from should... playing more games and wanting to put money into it in other ways. So That's a good point. Um, yeah, it's 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 grossly addictive and I'm not going to put any more money into it at all, but 
it's still really fun without putting any money into it and as something to do while standing on a train or walking through stations every you know for a half hour every day it's it's actually not too bad because it's it's i mean it's a morning commute so some of the time i have trains that are going towards shibuya which is one of the biggest craziest stations for for the morning commute in tokyo so you are like jam-packed against people and all it's all you can do to hold up a phone and have it in your face and be able to see something on your screen so there's no room to play a 3ds or a vita or anything else mm. and it's it's such a simple thing to do on your phone that all you're doing is tapping with one thumb to, to speed up animations or to choose different things on the game so it's it's very low impact but very very low like expectations so you can do it while walking you can do it while not paying attention to anything else it's 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 disgustingly simple <laughs> and this the saddest other thing that i've thought about is that you know this is our world of hardcore games of core gaming is becoming maybe it isn't growing or not shrinking per se but this is what gaming is for a lot of other people is free to play mobile phone games I saw yeah, on... that's not gaming in the sense that we think of gaming. It's gaming in the same way that like a slot machine or a pachinko parlor is gaming. Right. And Candy Crush, of course, is another classic thing from the last year that's showing this off as well. And I saw on Facebook that my mom is playing Candy Crush and it just makes me shake oh, my damn God. head. Oh, dear. I, I can see her getting weak to wanting to put money into it as well, which is really scary. Everyone breaks eventually, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but that this is the gaming market and... To ignore that this is a growing, booming thing is is foolish. But I do how to, want to how to handle it, how to manage it is different. It's 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 interesting and see how we're we're gonna grow with it. I do want to believe in the the Nintendo statements of not pandering to casual gamers anymore. Just because for me that's like a battle call because I haven't finished a phone game. I don't think in the last year. Well, mo- I guess I finished Monument Valley. Mm. Nintendo but... was just a scorned lover that was just dumped by their ex girlfriend, and they're just like, "Fine, I didn't need you anyway." They had but a couple of great years. Like... They had a really hot girlfriend there for a while, and then she <laughs> left because she's whimsical and goes on a whim. Wrecked the Lambo. Yep. Lost the beach house, but I don't know. I just I'm still. We've been talking about it for years of mobile games, and I think you make a good point, Doug. With. Um, not just something like Hearthstone coming out and being a different take on a game that is a game already, but how to gamify a entertainment sport that in the NBA card game and yeah. having it being addictive and free to play. That's a really good business decision. I guess I just back uh, Mass Effect. I still think Mass Effect Three had one of the best free to play systems in games. My only begrudgment was that. They put the different classes behind the, the free-to-play aspect, but if it had all just been, like, equipment unlocks, yeah. I liked the idea of the loot system just being a lottery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, like, you put in, you want the higher drop, you spend more money, you don't, then have fun with the common drops, and maybe you'll get what you want, maybe you don't. And this is not the only game I've been playing, it's just the other stuff I've been doing is, like, a PC gamer-ish patching up of pro evo soccer because trying to add licenses and kits and, and uniforms and stuff to a game that doesn't have them it's it, it it was a process that reminded me of being a pc gamer and like trying to add mods to an old game or just other sports games as well but i'll be writing about that for the site this week yeah all i was adding to my point was i'm still not sold on mobile gaming and I don't oh i'm game 
Like I haven't been buying or playing much on my phone at all for the last few years. Like I did you download the Destiny Companion app, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, there's not really anything to do on it. Oh, I didn't know there was one. It, you just look at you can look at your character in 3D, and then you can see if your friends. Are oh, online. you can do that. On <laughs> Bungie done that too. I found out. Does yeah, it actually have maps? Uh actually no. It just has the map of the Citadel, the tower. No, that's dumb. But that's what the thing. What does that game like, have against maps? <laughs> the all the mobile games I've downloaded. Not to start a new tangent, when we're probably trying to wrap up. But I'm I'm glad that you found something that's fun to play through the commute because Especially I day after day. Yeah, everything I've downloaded in the last year, be it um, fuck like Hitman Go, just tossing out examples. I think the only one I finished was Monument Valley. Mm. The rest mm-hmm. I just don't finish, and I get tired of it, and I just am still not. There's some lot of cool experiences, but I'm still not sold on mobile gaming anymore. But it's been well, like a lot of those years. games don't really have a definitive end. Yeah, like this doesn't yeah. really have a definitive end per se. Like you get to the top tier, but still keep going probably. And the what? the other game that I downloaded yesterday is Desert Golfing, and then and that's yeah. like crazy and welcome. Weird. I love <laughs> welcome the, to the <clears throat> infinite sands. I love the icon screen for it as well, like. The, that mm-hmm. desert color with like an 8-bit golfer on it. It's more graphics oh, yeah. than the entire damn game has. I love when you get to the 100th hole and suddenly a tweet button appears. Huh? And it's just like the most earth-shattering thing ever because you just did 99 holes of nothing. They were talking about it on Idle Thumbs <laughs> for this week and it's like he got to the 1,000th and 6th one or something and there's like a vase. <laughs> what does it mean? It's... It's such a weirdly minimalist game. We could talk about it more, but I'm going to save that for now yeah. until I get maybe a thousand or two holes in. I need to get about a thousand holes into that instead of another thousand games deep into WWE, but I probably know which one's going to going to happen in, in actuality. Yeah, you can't I play like on we the have train. demonstrated in this episode that each of us has some sort of mental dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was pretty apparent before. The first the first step in, in changing a problem is admitting that you have one, though, so... Yeah, but none of us want to change. That's also the problem. <laughs> Give me my uh, destiny. Oh, it's gross. Yeah. I want to check on the status of something on Supercard, but I don't want to do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so terrible, and I'm considering strongly where I can go to go find Smash Brothers today, too. God, I'm a terrible person. Okay, we should probably wrap this podcast. Thing. Yeah, we should. <laughs> What's that? Just so we we can enable Doug as fast as possible. No, no, you don't. Yeah, you don't have to do Get it that. Intravenously, as do soon it for as the possible. good of the site. Ugh. I'm gonna go for a walk, and if I find Smash, I'm gonna tweet a picture of it to you. <laughs> you are a terrible. <laughs> Take a person. selfie holding it, being like, "Look at this! Look <laughs> what I found!" <laughs> like I know where I, I could buy it for you right now. You could just buy me like eight drinks, and we're good. You still owe me. For what? The bed. Uh oh. Oh, it's I'm not gonna buy you a fifty dollar game. <laughs> I'm not gonna move a damn bed. <laughs> Big stream, don't you think? Yeah, like two hours of work, I'm not paying you twenty five hundred dollars an hour for twenty five hundred yen. I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> I wish Smash isn't that expensive unless it's printed on solid gold. And with that, let's wrap yeah, up for the week. With that, let's uh, let's wrap it. Um, yeah, so guys, thanks again for joining for a lovely podcast. Uh, let's tell the world wherever they can find you until next time. Uh, Aaron, let's start with you. I am on Twitter, at Aaron Thayer, and 
that's probably where you'll find me easiest, aside from the website. And on Destiny? (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess if you're on PlayStation Network, I'm uh, A-Thay, that's my PlayStation username. Cool. Uh, Tyler, how about you? You can find me on most social networks as Tyler A. Martin. Uh, most gaming uh, networks as that jerk Tyler, and on Nintendo devices as some long ass friend code, which I am not have handy right now. So maybe later. I got mine tattooed for reference. <laughs> Get on my level. Oof. Uh, yeah, no, that sounds terrible. Doug, <laughs> Yosh. How about you? I am at Douglas Bonham on Twitter. I am Harper DC on PSN and. No, I'm not even going to say what the super card name is. Does anyone do want... it? Well, it's just, <laughs> do it's it. just someone out there wants to play. It is Bonham. One person. It is Bonham D, and I am currently an ultra rare plus plus. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do what? Can you smell what the Doug is cooking, or something? I I what didn't know that the name couldn't be changed, so I went really super oh, uncreative, okay. and now I'm stuck with that. Oh, unless if I delete the game, L, bro. And that's ultra the rare plus word. plus. Pretty good though, because Bonham D says so. Yeah, I am not proud. I am about to go walk away and have the Charlie Brown music playing over me while I hang my head. <laughs> that means it was a good podcast. Yep. Um, as for me, I'm at Nick Cummings on Twitter. Add me on pretty much every gaming platform as Ymog, W-H-Y-M-O-G. And uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to go play some more Desert Golf and just stare off into the distance and contemplate the banality of life. Uh, guys, thanks so much. Yes. Thank you. And we'll be back next week. So long. Silicon Sasquatch is an independent blog covering the social and cultural significance of games based in Portland, Oregon. Our five team members are Doug Bonham, Nick Cummings, Tyler Martin, Aaron Thayer, and Spencer Tordoff. This episode of the Squatchcast was produced by Nick Cummings. We publish new essays, editorials, analyses, and everything in between all the time at siliconsasquatch.com. Follow along on Facebook at facebook.com slash siliconsasquatch, or on Twitter, where we are at Sasquatch Gaming. If you enjoyed our show, please tell your friends and subscribe to future episodes on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with another episode.